And now the show that's brought to you by Doesn't Do Nothing Laundry Detergent, approved by Beatniks Everywhere. It's the Joe and Joe Weather Show on this Monday, September the 21st. I always have to look down to check the date to make sure I'm still around. Uh, September the 21st, 2020. It's still 2020. Hard to believe, Joe, the summer's over. It just got started. The summer is over. Done. It is all over, said, and done. I remember remember how good I felt on the first day of summer. It was a Saturday, I believe, and... You know, oh, we got the whole summer ahead of us, and the whole summer came and it went. Yeah, and that was that. I usually feel fairly positive about the summer going in until the first stretch of humidity arrives, and then I've I've had enough, and I'm thinking, you know, let's bring the fall, let's bring autumn on and the uh, cool nights. So I have been really relishing these last uh, four days, and. 38 degrees this morning here at the at Rancho Rayo. Nice. Any any frost. I was not a, a my, I was still watching the inside the eyelid show at 7:30 when we hit that 38 degree reading this morning. So is it an I cannot ex, is say it with any surety that we had frost, but it certainly was cold. Is, is the inside the eyelid show X-rated? Our audience is dying to know. Oh no, no, it's it's the inside the eyelid show. I'm looking at the inside of my eyelid. No, I understand. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, good Lord. All right. So it's a Monday. We left uh, Sunday with uh, Hurricane Teddy, Tropical Storm Beta. Uh, We come back to Monday and we have Hurricane Teddy and Tropical Storm Beta. All are are starting to come close to their uh, their natural ends. Teddy going to Nova Scotia and Newfoundland on schedule. Beta is on the coast in Texas. And just to throw it in there. Paulette may be back before the night's out. So you actually think that they're going to uh, rename the uh, the once the once hurricane, then later becoming a tropical post tropical post tropical system. Well, if you kind of look here, I got the, the <clears throat> loop up, and I'll put the enhanced loop because you can actually see it a bit better. But if you look at the upper right. You can you can see there's a swirl the swirl up there and there's a bit more convection around it that there's been in the last couple of days. So I think that's what the Hurricane Center uh, is um, is looking at. And of course you can see Teddy uh, past east of Bermuda today, starting to get a little bit of a changing character there because it goes post tropical and you can't really see Beta too much on this shot. It's on it's on the edge of the picture on the on the far left, but we'll get a closer uh, a closer view of that uh, momentarily. I still, uh, you know, looking at everything, uh, uh, my general feeling is, Joe, that, well, of course, the warm-up <clears> that'll <throat> start slowly tomorrow, then accelerate Wednesday and Thursday, so we'll get back to uh, 70, uh, upper 70s and maybe some lower 80s. Uh, this high going out, I think, it becomes essentially a dirty high for the weekend, uh, with it just sort of sitting offshore. So, you know, this weekend looks to me... Like it, it's going to be nothing special, but nothing, nothing that's really a problem. And still thinking the next chance of any kind of shower activity is probably going to come sometime on Monday. I actually threw in a couple of showers for Sunday, maybe, maybe. I was but tempted. Likely, I was more tempted. Monday, yeah. What, I was tempted. I'm going on the idea that uh, it's it. We're in a pattern that's so darn dry. Uh, you're going to have to probably force Mother Nature to take out a fire hose to just sort of shoot uh, to, to, to shoot water and 
hope that it re reaches the ground before it evaporates. Uh, sometimes when you're in a dry pattern, uh, you think it's going to rain and then it just suddenly, it doesn't. So uh, I decided for now I was going to leave it out. And, you know, if I have to, I'll throw it back in. But in the meantime, um, we'll just uh, we'll just leave it be. But I, I could I could see I could see that maybe a shower or two pop up on Sunday someplace. About six days down the road anyway. So, you know, it if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But in any case, nice and dry and lovely weather with an autumnal feel. And at 9.31 tomorrow morning, we will have the autumnal equinox, the official arrival from an astronomical point of view of uh, autumn. Although, really, it's been autumn or fall in the meteorological uh, book since the 1st of September when we entered meteorological fall or, or autumn. And, and, and the weather's kind of matched that, too. Yeah, yeah. For the, most for the first time in September, for many Septembers. I mean, the last few Septembers have been like, you know, what the heck's going on here? What I know, is, this sort of fall? long extension of summer. Yeah, it didn't happen this year. No. It was, some, it, was, it was a reversion back to the mean, I guess. Yes. All it right. would be nice, nice to see something like that finally happen. <laughs> I agree, totally. So uh, what do you want to do first? You want to do Teddy first? Do you want to... Yeah, we could do Teddy. Um, uh, let's do Teddy. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll bring up the whole... I like this Canadian sat on, on the goes. Because, you, you know, we don't often look up that way. We really should pay much more attention to what's going on up, up to the north. So you can see the players, Joe. But uh, Teddy is definitely starting to look uh, a little more uh, extra. Well, it's starting to, uh, I think, make the, tra the, the, the transition over to an extratropical system. And we're seeing that because the, it, it's merging with that frontal zone to the north. You have the trough that's off the east coast. And, and Teddy itself looks like it's expanding. So the, the clouds are expanding and the gales are expanding. And I think from that, maybe you'll get a little bit of baroclitic deepening tonight as it moves northward. Well, that was certainly uh, suggested by the uh, Hurricane Center, which bumped the winds up on their uh, discussion by tomorrow morning to 105 miles an hour, which is a bit stronger than what it's doing right now. And it looks like, Joe, the uh, storm will be making its closest approach to us. 500 miles or thereabouts, 500 miles straight east of New York City uh, come 8 o'clock tomorrow night. Um, it'll be at the uh, same latitude as New York, 40.7 north, but the longitude will be about uh, 10 or 11 degrees further to the east and about 63 degrees west. 500 miles or thereabouts, that's as close as it's going to get, but it's acting like a giant, kind of like the agitator in your washing machine. Uh, it is agitating or really uh, churning up the Atlantic waters, and virtually everybody up and down the Atlantic seaboard will be going through rough surf, uh, swells, uh, rip currents, undertow, the whole the whole nine yards. So even though it's warming up now, or will be in the coming days, and a few people may be tempted to go down to the beach, be careful because that uh, ocean water is uh, going to be... Uh, uh, rather dangerous if you venture too far out. There was so there was tidal flooding in this morning's high tide on the south shore. Uh, the uh, water making it up to the boardwalk at Jones Beach uh, and uh, uh, covered much of the, the the beach. And for those of you who don't aren't too familiar with the Long Island South Shore beaches, particularly Jones Beach, it's a Sahara Desert walk from the boardwalk to the water to the waterline. It, it it's a it's a very very big beach. 
<laughs> Joe, you can attest to that. Yes. Uh, it's it's not it's not you know some layer of sand against the water. It's one of the prettier beaches uh, in uh, uh, on the East Coast, and uh, especially the western part of that beach. It's, it's a hike to get to to, uh, to the waterline. So when that uh, when, when uh, they get tidal flooding there, and that's pretty impressive, considering that the hurricane is as far out as it is. But you also have, um, you know, with the you have the equinox in play. There's all sorts of other factors here uh, playing into the tide, and uh, the the uh, the long fetch with the northeast winds we've had with the high for days and days and days has really uh, played a big role in roughing up the ocean, like you said, up and down the east coast from Florida to Maine. We're going to have a gusty northeasterly wind tomorrow, courtesy of not just Teddy, but also the big high that's over the. Uh, northeast and uh, southeastern Canada. So we're getting a, a, a pressure gradient, a tightening of the gradient uh, for tomorrow. And we'll probably continue that into Wednesday. And it looks like Teddy will finally make landfall. It's been a long, long time since it's made landfall of any. Of any uh, Has it made any? Uh, yeah, this is the first one. Uh, that would be probably midday on Wednesday, uh, um, not too far from Halifax uh, in Nova Scotia. And then It'll continue uh, up through Nova Scotia and perhaps curve on into uh, part of Newfoundland Island by either Wednesday night or on Thursday. Now, they have tropical storm warnings up for Nova Scotia, and they've also put tropical storm watches up for the north side of uh, Nova Scotia. And, you know, when they were reading the advisories on, on the advisory where they have the um, uh, the line up. Uh, for who's under the uh, the watch from what point to one point, they mentioned a bunch of places that I've never heard of. <laughs> so, uh, and and some of them were uh, a little hard to pronounce. We also have tropical storm watches up for uh, the south coast of much of the southwest, the, the southwest coast of Newfoundland, uh, as uh, this uh, turns to the northeast. So you'll notice that. The Hurricane Center has got the H for hurricane, and then it goes to S, uh, and and it's no longer the black color, but it's white. And this is the point where it is post-tropical, uh, but based on their forecast, uh, a post-tropical system producing tropical storm force winds and probably hurricane force gusts uh, as, as it approaches. This is going to be tough to see exactly how how it holds its strength when it approaches Nova Scotia and then heads on into Newfoundland because the models do weaken it a bit uh, after it passes Nova Scotia. So uh, it might take the edge off when it gets up into Newfoundland, but it, it's sort of dicey. I, I my, my view on these things is always just kind of, ex, you know, go with the high end in terms of the forecast. And if it winds up being less, uh, you can, you can be thankful. And that's a good thing. It is. Thankful, and uh, it's nice to have a uh, a tropical system that is at least on the move. This is opposed to beta, which is going to, if my if I may use the term for beta, just simply dawdle uh, over the next uh, couple of days as it slowly and let's emphasize that word slowly uh, moves inland, and still actually will uh, probably squeeze out anywhere between four and ten inches of rain between now and, and let's say late Wednesday and Wednesday night over a large part of the Gulf Coast. The um, hurricane tracking models for Teddy, all very, very tight. You see, they take it over eastern Nova Scotia in about 48 hours. Uh, so this would be Wednesday afternoon. And this is the 18Z. 
uh, uh, model suite. And uh, so 48 hours from now would be uh, two o'clock in the afternoon on Wednesday and then Wednesday night. Uh, crossing uh, western Newfoundland on its way to the open waters between Labrador and and Greenland. Uh, so uh, it gets up there. I don't know. I, I really didn't look close to see. Sometimes we, you know, we see sometimes these trop these systems, when they become post-tropical and they head up beyond the Maritimes and move up uh, into the North Atlantic, sometimes they can be drivers of pattern change across uh, the Northern Hemisphere. Sometimes not. Last year, Lorenzo did a pretty good job of uh, doing... A little bit of pattern change. I'm just going to swing over on the weather service just to, just to look at some observations right now uh, in um, in and around uh, Nova Scotia. I'm going to try to get a better uh, land view here. Usually when this map resets on me, I wind up uh, losing my the parameters that I set, and it just makes life really annoying. But you know, it is what it is. And let me just change the over the base map so we can see it a bit better. Uh, let's try that one. That's not too shabby. That's too dark. <clears throat> and I always like imagery. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> okay, so uh, you know, just looking at some of the obs up here, uh, temperatures in the 50s, uh, dew points in the 40s. Nothing especially exciting about the wind. Uh, looking offshore uh, at uh, Sable Island, which, by the way, Joe, is a major place where seals go uh, every, they start arriving in the late fall and they spend the whole winter up there in Sable Island. They have their right. pups and uh, I don't know how they handle it, but they seem to handle it okay uh, with nonstop gales usually for for four months. But uh, Sable Island is 5543 uh, east northeast at 23, gusting to 30. I mean, that's nothing out. That, that's nothing out of the ordinary. Uh, the buoy that's way out at uh, 44.2 and 57.1 is uh, east at 22, gusting to 27. And there's another buoy here, a little further south, buoy 44137, which is at 42.2 and 62. And actually, we'll probably wind up. Uh, the Teddy may wind up passing fairly close to to uh, to that. Uh, we're looking at a uh, east wind at 34 at the moment. So uh, they're they're not going to rev up. I mean, really rev up until later on uh, tomorrow. We'll probably see some uh, some nice 50 knot wind barbs when that happens. I'm just going to. I just want to see if there's anything out here further south, just for laughs. You know, the buoy that's way out east of Long Island, uh, east of Montauk at 40 and a half and 69.4. It's 59 there, 31 gusting to 38 from the northeast. And, yeah, there's nothing much else out over in the open water. So we'll wait to see what it happens. When it gets close tomorrow, when we're on tomorrow, we'll, uh, we'll have this map up. We'll be able to take a look at all the observations uh, with regards to uh, what all the stations are, are, are reporting. Meanwhile, on the uh, U.S. satellite, you can you see Teddy on the far right. Uh, the edge of Teddy, that is. And, of course, you see Tropical Storm Beta, uh, which is now, finally, it looks like the center is, is moving on shore, Joe. This has been such a slow, like you said, it, I mean, it's just so slow. Yeah. <laughs> I get to a point sometimes when they're like this, it's just, can you move inland already and just get it done? Yeah. And, when you, and when you look at the radar, uh, 
there's it's basically there's 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 a little core that's right on the coast and uh, it, it moved well inland well about halfway between Corpus Christi and uh, Galveston so probably around Port O'Connor and and there's some some activity with some some rain and probably some wind here on the Texas coast as it moves inland but there's not a whole lot going on here there's there's a band of rain well well inland and also well north in northeast Texas and northern Louisiana Looks like some more rain moving into southeastern Louisiana. This is not the most impressive tropical storm in the world. Let's put it that way. Well, maybe instead of, you know, instead of Port O'Connor, maybe maybe Beta Contempt hands itself over to Donald O'Connor. Oh, very good. Oh, God. <laughs> I had to say that. I'm I was going to say Spock, a true <laughs> wise ass. That was just, that was, that was pretty good. Of course, anybody under the age of, of, of 50 is probably not going to know who Donald O'Connor is. Scratching their heads like, what is he talking about? <laughs> yeah. All right. I got the obs up along the Texas, along the Gulf Coast here, and there isn't really, I don't, there, the, the strongest wind gust, even if you go out into the coastal waters, the strongest wind gust actually is 40 to, a 40 mile an hour wind gust from uh, the uh, marsh. 268 oil platform, which is at 29.1 and 91.9. I mean, that's that's basic. That that's off the south central coast of Louisiana. Uh, it's 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 so far to the east, and and they're reporting an east southeast wind at 35, gusting to 40, and also right on the coast at Port Fourchon in uh, southeast Louisiana, uh, they are 20 east to 28, gusting to 36. You actually have stronger winds. Uh, a couple of hundred miles to the east of the center than you do on the te Texas coast, where uh, you, you have um, uh, Palacios Mun uh, Municipal Airport is 28 gusting to 31. I mean, that's no big shakes there. And uh, Rockport, Aransas County Airport is northwest at 21 gusting to 28. So really, it's not about the wind here. It's It, it, it really is about the rain. And they've got all sorts of flash flood watches up, mm -hmm. uh, up uh, around. You got the the tropical storm warnings here. Uh, this just did not really get ever get going. It, 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 it got to a certain point, and we've seen a few Gulf storms this season do that, where they've gotten to a certain point, and then they just uh, sort of fizzle. Right. And when that's a good thing. We don't, you know, the, the one big problem with all of this has been the rain. That, that, that really has been the case. It's got to be so depressing. I was saying to myself the other day, you know, if I were living... And actually, you did live down in that area, Joe, mm -hmm. for, for a while. I mean, but it, it's got to be depressing to wake up, look out the window, see see once again that it's raining or showering, step outside, feel the humidity. And it's not just for a day or two or three or you say to yourself, all right, I, I know there's going to be a break in this at the end of the week. But day after day after day after day, it's 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 got to it's got to wear you down if you live down in that area. It does. It's a little bit different, though. And I have said this to you before, but the the. Um... We, we, the natural tendency is to compare it to the humidity that you experience where you live, and I can tell you that the Gulf Coast, the it's a lot different than than what you have up here. The humidity, I think personally, the humidity here is worse because the air doesn't move. You know, when I lived in South Texas, in, down in Corpus Christi, once you went inland by about 50 miles, it was darn hot. I mean, it, it would get to 95, 98 every day. But believe it or not, the dew points were actually fairly reasonable most of the time. So except in a situation like this, where you get that tropical flow that comes from the Gulf of Mexico and then pushes all the way inland, um, 
it it's not as un I'm, it's tough, but it's not un it's not unreasonable. Let's put it that way. Uh, you know, you still melt in place, but you kind of expect <laughs> you, you kind of expect that. I always used to get a kick, by the way, of ha- of, of having so much sweat pour down into my shoes that my, my that my sneakers would squeak as you walk because wow. your socks would be soaking wet, particularly if you were trying. I used to play tennis in the morning. I used to play doubles uh, in in the mornings for about three or four hours, uh, and uh, you'd get to a point where your 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 socks would be soaked from the sweat. Your sneakers would be leaving footprints on the court, and then after you move, you you would take a couple of steps and look behind you where you left the footprints. You could actually watch as watch the sun literally dry the footprint up. It was almost like a cartoon. Uh, it, it would happen so quickly. So but it's a different life. It's a different way of living down in the deep south in the summertime. I will give you that. But Beta, yeah. thank, thankfully. Uh, is uh, not coming in as uh, any kind of hurricane. And I got a close-up view here. Yeah, I mean, it looks on the satellite, you would think that they were getting flooded out uh, with uh, all the cloud cover all over the place, but it's actually that band that's out south of the Louisiana coast that's got much, that seems to have much more rain in it than uh, what's, what's with the center itself. And again, one more, another look uh, at the radar. And yeah, I mean, they're, they're just, you know, you got that core, on the coast there in Texas, and you got this big patch of rain coming into southeast Louisiana, and then you got this band that's way up to the north, and in between, uh, there isn't too much that's happening. So, and there you have it. And there you go. All right. So we have so we 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 discussed Beta, we've discussed Teddy, we've discussed the possible comeback of Paulette. Oh no, I we haven't to... looked at Paulette. I got another. We I, I, I got well, we did, but I got a better picture here somewhere. All right. I just had it. Where is that picture of mine? You know, it, it appears to me, though, Joe, that over the next week or 10 days, it, that huge high out over the Atlantic is going to kind of flex its muscles and kind of preclude any more new tropical systems from uh, developing, at least out over the broad area of the Atlantic. So we may actually see uh, the tropics take a breath and, and quiet down a we, little bit. And you would expect it after all the activity of this month. And, and, and it's been just nonstop for the last couple of weeks. If you look on the upper right, you can kind of see from the enhance, it shows up a bit better. The swirl there, uh, the convection increase during the day. It looks like it kind of waned a little bit uh, in the last couple of hours. But there's a definite low-level swirl there. So you know what? It's one of these things, Joe, that if it happens, it, you'll you'll go, ooh, ah. <laughs> it really is not going to make any any material difference uh, in anybody's weather uh, except if you happen to be floating around somewhere south of the Azores and uh, to the west of Portugal uh, otherwise uh, there's no issue uh, Wilfred is this mess of clouds if you go from where Paulette is and go south you'll see this mess of disorganized clouds uh, Wil- Wilfred is and that extends down uh, south uh, almost to 10 degrees north there's an upper trough there interacting with what's left of wilfred so that's done there's a tropical wave moved off the african coast but that moved out so far south that it looks like it's just basically falling apart so the only other thing that the hurricane center mentions is this up this uh, trough that's in south florida in the florida straits uh, mentioning that maybe something uh, has a shot at developing uh, in, in a couple of days Uh, in the uh, eastern gulf but for now there really isn't much to that so we'll just uh we'll just let that go wpc 
Uh, alert, 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 Mr. Rayo. It's got rain uh, back in the northeast of the mid-Atlantic states, away from the coast on the order of half an inch to an inch, and even some higher amounts in northeastern Pennsylvania into the Hudson Valley. Do we believe it? Well, when? Well, it's over the next seven days, and we know it's oh, not going to oh. rain until uh, it's not going to rain of any consequence until probably Monday. Yeah, that's that. Well, we said that. We said that um, probably Monday, maybe. I mean, you didn't, but I went for a chance for a few scattered showers on Sunday. Yeah, and that that obviously will uh, make up a little bit for all of the days ahead of us, where the uh, lack of any precipitation will take place. I think we're going to be in in the clear at least through Saturday, and. Okay. Uh, then we'll 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 see what happens on Sunday and at this time next week we'll we'll kick off uh, next week with perhaps a rainy note or as or as Karen Carpenter says rainy days and Mondays always bring me down. Yes, uh, WPC by the way across the uh, the Gulf states to the southeast and some and this is going to be the remnants of beta uh, showing some areas getting uh, three to five inches of rain from northern Alabama northern Georgia into the western Carolinas. Uh, a little bit less as you go back into parts of southern Arkansas and western Oklahoma. You still have this large area of five inches plus on the uh, Louisiana coast and in southeast Texas. Uh, again, this is over the next seven days. Uh, the west, uh, fairly quiet, with the exception of the northwest. There's a there's a, a, a solid amount of moisture. It was advertised yesterday. It continues to be advertised today of uh, several to many inches of rain coming into the western half of Washington, even the eastern half that doesn't do too bad, extending down into Oregon and in a small portion of northwestern California. Uh, we needed that rain to get much further south. That's not happening, but uh, the humidity levels might be a little, they've been trending higher there. I haven't really given it a good look lately, but they have been trending higher in general. So uh, that certainly can't hurt when it comes to uh uh, the wildfires and Joe. By the way, uh, you know, yesterday that that big high uh, had it was based it was acting as a brick wall, keeping the smoke out of here. But it's looking now that the uh, some of that smoke is making it through the Great Lakes and into southeastern Canada again. So I wonder, and it covers much of the plains in the west. So I wonder once the high. Well, we're going to get that northwest wind tomorrow with the, with a high reforming south in Virginia and um, and West Virginia and eventually going out to the east. So I wonder how much of that smoke is going to get in here in the high levels of the atmosphere later this week and going into this weekend. It might be a fair amount. Actually, uh, Joe, uh, unfortunately, uh, uh, based upon some of the maps I looked at today, that the smoke is already here. Uh, it is not. Is it? I didn't notice it today. It looked, it looked pretty. Well, it must be very, very high and really, I mean, like a thin, thin layer of smoke at a high, at a much higher level. Uh, but if you want to say that it's here, it's here in that regard. The thicker area of smoke, obviously, is back further west. Right. The states and uh, uh, that, too, may eventually get in here. Although, again, I, I question, we're going to have such a gusty Northwesterly flow both aloft and also down at the surface, thanks to uh, in part thanks to Teddy. And so I'm wondering whether or not that it might clean it up a little, clean it a little bit. So I, I can you can actually see what you 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 what you just spoke of on the U.S. satellite view. There's like a little arc of milky white that runs down the Hudson Valley and east into New England, uh, and then there's a break when you go west until you get into the smoke that's moving across Michigan and 
Ohio, Indiana and Ohio. That area is moving eastward. So maybe when the, if the, when the northwest wind kicks in and Teddy gets a little bit further to the north, then maybe it will clean us up a little bit for a day or so anyhow. Right, right. Well, it did, we certainly had our fair share last week. We cleaned things up over the weekend. It's now coming back in a, in a diminished or lighter form now. And maybe, just maybe in the next couple of days, some of the wind from uh, the pressure gradient set up by Teddy will help to clean things out once again. Looking at the uh, radar up and down the East Coast, you're going to find, uh, other than some showers in southernmost Florida this evening, and also some, some, some showers and some rain uh, in the Florida panhandle. But other than that, up and down the East Coast uh, is, uh, is just absolutely quiet. You go back to the Great Lakes, it's pretty quiet. The Northern Lakes, a uh, little shower activity in northern Wisconsin this evening. And there's some scattered shower activity in the southwest. And at least for now, some sh scattered showers coming in off the Pacific uh, in the state of Washington. But they, at least uh, for now, it, it's uh, few and far between. But uh, that will probably change. Much of the country, really, when you look at the full U.S. radar, Joe, there's really not a whole lot going on. No, it looks like a good part of the country is um, high and dry, so to speak, for the moment. Uh, not all that much. A little bit of precip activity in the uh, Washington State area, especially uh, from the Cascades on west. Um, and, of course, the stuff from Beta and uh, that little disturbance generating a bit of moisture in South Florida. But you know, for the most part, dry conditions for, for much of the country. All right, I'm going to go to the uh, full U.S. Got enough of the new GFS and we can take a look at what's going on. And I got it set five days ahead, so let's roll back. And, of course, you can see Teddy here um, on its closest pass. Now, this is at 8 o'clock tomorrow night. So at this time tomorrow night, it's going to be at about 40.5 uh, and 64.43. Okay, so that'll be its closest uh, pass. So that would be about 550 miles uh, to the east of the Jersey coast, roughly. And then, of course, it goes off the map. But we can take a close-up view in a second. I just want to look at the whole U.S., you see that uh, a solid shot of rain coming in on Wednesday in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, it, it does go down into northwestern California, but no further south than that. But at least that'll take care of some of the wildfires up uh, in Oregon and Washington. And meanwhile, Beta just kind of straddles the Texas coast as a tropical depression slash remnant low. And then those showers sort of scattered around through the southeast. And for us, really, it's all about the high you you uh, you see the um, I, I like to use that other map because the isobars are a lot easier to see than on the radar view. But uh, you, Joe's pointed out about the fact that uh, the gradient tightens up. You do see that the gradient uh, from uh, New Jersey eastward. Uh, so it'll be a bit on the breezy side from the northwest tomorrow, particularly in New England and southeastern New England. And then as we roll along. A little weak front kind of dies out to our north on Friday. Doesn't have much with it. You threw in a couple of showers on Sunday. I left them out. Uh, but then Sunday night and Monday, this is the next cold front with the next upper trough, a rather deep upper trough, that's going to bring some uh, uh, widespread rain uh, and showers up and down the coast uh, come uh, Monday. Then that goes out, Joe. And then you've got this rather strong storm system an upper feature that uh, moves through the Great Lakes, pretty wrapped up low up there, a 978 low uh, up in northern Lake Michigan, on the whole gale, uh, a gale up there. And 
And that'll probably bring some kind of secondary front through here later on Tuesday, uh, which ushers in some pretty cool air. The uh, 540 thickness gets almost to Scranton. That's cool air. It's mostly aloft, but nonetheless, it, it's, a, it, it's still a, a, a fairly decent cool shot for late, the middle and latter part of next week. Right. And uh, <laughs> I'm already thinking ahead into October. That is October, by the way, yes. Well, yeah, uh, but um, I'm thinking about the fact that is this going to be one of those Octobers where we're going to have, I mean, everything else strange has happened, that we'll have one of these unusually early season uh, snowfalls. Well, I'll, I'll look. You, 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 you know how I feel about that. I, you know, I went from I went from expecting a, a new volcano to be born uh, from the ground uh, and a new mountain to shoot up somewhere in the U.S. and spew lava all over the place to uh, a, a, a a tropical system that winds up producing a major winter storm in the Northeast. That's my 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 prediction now. Uh, to match up with the the signature of 2020, but the upper the, this uh, uh, upper air uh, is actually uh, they'd be rejoicing if this was January. Uh, we'd be uh, getting into a pretty cold air mass with something like this. Uh, but we do have the trough coming back into the eastern United States. It's rather broad on the GFS. It is. It's a little different on the European. Uh, and then that lifts out, and then there's still more troughing. <clears throat> down the road in the long range. Uh, you still have that flow from Canada that wants to flex its muscles every once in a while. Joe, October's usually a fairly quiet month. Most years, you could go most of the least, I would say two-thirds of the month without really seeing much of anything special. So, October is the, is the is clearest the tr- month. Um, in New England, they, they have an old saying, um, October always brings at least 19 clear days of all the months of the year, October. And maybe this is also because of uh, the uh, setup of a ridge along the Eastern seaboard, Indian summer type conditions. Mm-hmm. Um, but October is indeed uh, the clearest month in this part of the country. Oddly, we don't have it for very long because as soon as we go into November, it's, it's almost like a quick transition back to the dreck, so to speak. Uh, it gets it gets November, December, January. Those are cloud-filled months. Yes, and it, and it just turns over very quickly as soon as we get out of October and into November. So I I, uh, I just switched over to the southeastern Canada view so that our friends watching from uh, from southeastern Canada and Nova Scotia can see uh, at least how the GFS handles this. And of course, you make this transition over into a non-tropical storm so all the heavy rain shifts to the west side and the stronger winds with less rain to the east and that's sort of that's what happens here you this is um wednesday morning you have a 954 low uh 954 millibar low uh, approaching uh eastern nova scotia moves right across so the pressure starts to fill a little bit so it comes up but it's the weakened slightly as it moves through uh, Western Nova Scotia, and then the low center passes just to the west of westernmost Newfoundland. Uh, the low center does, so Newfoundland itself will be on the east side of that, getting gusty winds, but not a ton, not a whole lot of rain. Get some rain, but nothing, you know, nothing extraordinary. And then it just moves right along and heads out uh, east of Labrador and goes goodbye. And weather conditions start to improve. Uh, 
during Thursday. Actually, it'll start to improve Wednesday night across Nova Scotia and then during the day on, on Thursday up in, uh, in Newfoundland. New Brunswick, Joe, Eastern Maine get into some of the rain here, as I'm noticing. And then then it's just done. And that's it. 954 millibars, by the way, if you want to look at it on your aneroid barometer, is 28.17 inches of mercury. By the and way, we should... I think a lot of your, your aneroid... They don't. Your, your aneroid barometers go down that low. Most by, standards don't. By the way, we should mention that um, the, the, this is Joe's and my both of our net. They are. They are our. What we're saying is our our never to be humble opinions. Uh, so uh, you should, of course, be getting your uh, official weather information from your local meteorological service in Canada, and uh, you guys know your areas best. Uh, we're just kind of giving you the flavor of what the models are doing and everything else. But in terms of specifics, uh, you live up there. You know what happens with these storms. So be sure to follow uh, the uh, information from your local meteorologists and uh, your local officials up in uh, in Nova Scotia and in Newfoundland. I'm assuming that they tell you things, okay? <laughs> we would hope they do. I'm, I'm just looking, Joe. There are a few people making comments about what the upcoming winter is going to be like. Um, ah, well, somebody made, somebody made a comment that the, uh, that the starlings are speckled or speckled with spots now. And that usually alludes to a cold winter or a nor no, excuse me, a, a near normal winter. It usually, I mean, it usually <laughs> alludes to the fact that the starlings haven't, the young starlings haven't matured yet. Uh, you know, I, Joe, I don't know if you know this, but the oak trees are producing acorns. Have you noticed? No, I haven't. No, you haven't? You want to know why? I had a couple of oak trees. I had a couple of oak trees, and they're gone. You want to know why? The gypsy moths got really? them. Really? A, a couple of years ago, and we had to cut them down. Um, we had the uh, maples here take a beating from, uh, from a virus a couple of years, a couple of years ago. And then we, uh, yeah, they also had a, they had a problem here. I don't know if it was from the gypsy moth, but there was some kind of blight that was going around with oak trees along the South shore. I think they were able to contain it, uh, that, uh, that killed a number of trees. Uh, yeah. but, uh, this is usually the time of year where everybody tells me how there's the, 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 there are acorns all over the place and it must mean something. It means that the squirrels have an easy time of it. Well, if you want to know if it's going to be a bad winter or not, I can assure you right now, because I saw it for myself just a little while ago outside, it, 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 this is going to be a brutal, horrible, if you like this kind of weather, weather, a brutal winter, cold and lots of snow. And you know how I know that? How do we know that? Because I saw a couple of squirrels burying canned goods oh. on my front lawn. Oh, good Lord. And that's, a, that's a sure sign. That that is going to be a bad winter or a cold winter. Some people are talking about the woolly worms and saying how they appear black, and supposedly a black woolly worm uh, means that it's going to be a, a tough winter. But I don't know. You know who's a woolly worm connoisseur? Is my wife. I like to ask her. Mrs. Rayo. Oh, very Mrs. good. Rayo, Mrs. Rayo is into <clears throat> woolly wormology. So really, ask her. Maybe and what is her what is the, what is the basis for her woolly worm worship? She just, ever since we moved up here uh, 18 years ago, she's always been on the lookout for woolly worm caterpillars and how broad the black strip on them 
whether there's a lot of black or whether there's more brown or whatever like that. So she's into that sort of thing. I'll have to ask her what, what's going on this year. And she too is also into, you know, I don't think acorns, but uh, some kind of uh, hickory nuts that would fall from, and we, we lost the hickory tree too. Um, there was one year that I, I, there was so many nuts on my front lawn, I had to get a shovel to get rid of them. Uh, there was one year, many years ago, I remember there were uh, acorns were incredible. There were uh, they covered everything. Okay, and just just so you know, that was probably one of the least warmest and least snowiest winters on record. So I'm just going to say that oak trees, as meteorologists, as long range meteorologists, don't work, seem to work very well. Okay, they they seem to miss something. So I, I, I look. The bottom line is, oak trees produce produce acorns every year. I don't know what the volume of the acorns are. Some years they produce more. Some years they produce less. David David Schwartz says I'm seeing a lot of skinny squirrels. That means a mild winter. <laughs> that's because uh, all the restaurants and bars are closed. That's there's, true. There's Absolutely. nobody giving them free food. Did I ever did I ever see so far this season a squirrel without a with, with, with a mask? No, they're not. No, they're not, they're not doing any <laughs> social distancing either. Yeah, you know, they always raid the bird feeder out here. The bird feeders out here. So, but. That's fine. I found we found, by the way, we found bird seed that we kept in a in a plastic. It looked like a paint canister, but we we put we we used to feed birds a lot when we were in Levittown. We brought the seed with us. Came across this must be like sixteen or eighteen years old seed, and um, I asked my wife, "What are we going to do with this?" So she got out two pie tins, silver pie tins. We put them on in front of our house on the lawn, filled both of them up. And now one pie tin is empty. The other one is like a quarter of the way um, from from being empty. So something's out there eating it. I guess it does, and I guess whoever's eating it doesn't care if it's eighteen year old seed. They'll they'll just go ahead and eat it. Right. Squirrels or deer or birds. I I don't know. Sure, Shirley Ann Barnes is watching from um, Nova Scotia tonight. Welcome, Shirley. And- Apparently, they're, she said that they're they're telling that they're telling folks that they could get a hundred foot storm surge uh, with w- waves. So that's what they saw on the news today. Now, I did see somebody post something from the European model wait that was showing. Wait, I'm just gonna let me hear me out. Okay, a um, hundred hundred foot waves out in the Atlantic. I tend to think that that's probably just a little bit overdone. A um, hundred foot a hundred foot storm surge. No, not a hundred feet. No, we're talking deep impact. Oh yeah, okay, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the folks on the other side in the Saint Lawrence, the head mouth of the Saint Lawrence River, would have to worry about if it was such a, if if you ever had such a surge. I, Mrs. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know where they got the hundred foot from. I, the only thing I could think of was the fact that. Um, the, the, the European model on their wave, uh, the, the part, the part of the model where you can look at to see what kind of waves you get, uh, was showing 100 foot waves. And, and I, I just, I, I can't imagine that being the case. Now I did look at the GFS, which had waves that are around 20 or 30 feet that way out, which, which you would expect. Uh, but a hundred feet is just like, that's just a bit much. It's true. It's true. I mean, I mean that's my never-to-be-humble opinion. Just God forbid that there is a 100-foot wave. I don't know, but I, it just seems a little bit much to me. You know, I just realized that we could probably, uh, we 
I'm talking about people who live where we are, Joe, in the tri-state New York area, we'll probably go on um, on our computer and look up on Google a, a radio station that's live streaming from Nova Scotia and listen to what's going on up there and listen to the local news and hear for ourselves what they're what they're saying. Well, you know what? That's why I, that's why I said earlier, the folks that are watching, you know, we kind of give you the sort of general view of what's happening, and we love that you're here. Thank you uh, for being on um, uh, on our, on my channel, and of course, you know, you can subscribe with your Gmail account, and we do Canada weather from time to time, and then go to Joe Rayo Weather and subscribe to his. So, so when he does his his live weathers and his short fuse updates, you get a a good feel because what happens here usually winds up happening there at some point. Uh, but we, neither of us could really speak. You've, you've been up in, 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 um, in Nova Scotia and Newfoundland. I have not. Right. Uh, right. So you kind of have at least country. you, yeah, it is. It's, 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 it's on my list of places to go one day. Uh, there's a place, there's a place in Nova Scotia. Now, whoever, I, I think it's what it's a, a Benji, Benji frenzy. Uh, he's one of the people from uh, Nova Scotia. Maybe he knows this place called Magnetic Hill. Joe, this is the most amazing thing in, in Nova Scotia. It's a hill where you can put your car at the bottom of the hill and you're, you're, and then put the car in neutral and the car will go uphill. Really? It's kind of like, you know, it's a weird thing and they call it Magnetic Hill. I don't remember exactly where in Nova Scotia this this is. We went there, my wife and I, I think it was 1988 BC before children. Right. <laughs> and then we then we visited Nova Scotia again in 1999 and Newfoundland that year. So it's it's a it's a beautiful beautiful country and so if you have not been there you ought to at least go there once. Not in the next couple of days but uh, whenever you have some free time. And besides uh, that they won't allow us there anyway. I, mean, I, yeah, I you to, can't go so I wanted to go to Nova Scotia for an astronomical event in June. The moon was going to pass in front of the planet Venus. Very unusual, very rare sight. I said in January, well, there's a good reason to go on a vacation for a week, go back to Nova Scotia. What happened? Eh. Yeah. No, none of none of none of the American the, we Americans are not allowed to go to Canada because of the uh, because of the virus. A lot of storm chasers uh, wanted to go up to to to, to Nova Scotia uh, and. Uh, they said so the, they, so they, the restrictions are still in place. Nobody from yeah, because I, I remember in June they said up until uh, you know like June twenty first, and then it kept getting pushed back. July third, July twelfth, July. But I guess as of this moment in time, nobody from America is allowed to go to Canada. So well, uh, Timothy Veltman says that oaks are a <clears throat> mast tree. M A S T. They release an incredible crop at rather. Uh, even intervals of four to six years to overwhelm predators like the squirrels, which makes sense. Uh, you know, the, 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 the uh, trees, plants figure stuff out, believe it or not. Uh, and they, uh, they do things to ensure their survival. Wait a minute now. Hold on. Nancy Julianne Steele says, Joe R. Magnetic Hill is in New Brunswick. I don't think we've ever been to New Brunswick. My, my, oh. my wife is online. Renata, did we ever go to New Brunswick? No, we took the Blue Nose to Nova Scotia. This this place we went to is in Nova Scotia. I don't think we ever been to New Brunswick. Well, maybe Frank, I'm wrong. I don't know. Fra Frank Riccio is with you. He says he was supposed to travel throughout the Canadian Maritimes this past summer, but uh, hopes to get there next year. 
Well, that's kind of on my list, too. Chuck Cardillo's been, he says, I've been to Nova Scotia, and it's beautiful up there. If you go, make sure you go on the Cabot Trail. Oh, I just heard on my, I just heard on the intercom. Oh, on the Macy's my, intercom? No, my my wife just said to the question, have we ever been to New Brunswick? No. <laughs> so, well, all right. Well, she had to remind you. It's not Nova Scotia. I, I, I swear to you on a stack of Bibles that we were in Nova Scotia and we went to this hill, this magnetic hill. And it, maybe is it maybe it's one that you guys, you natives don't. Could even there know be about. more than one? Could there be? I don't know. I I remember we went to we went there. We went to a guy's a, a guy used to uh, put signs in his neighborhood. Come to my house and watch the uh, the tidal surge. He was near the Bay of Fundy. And uh, you go there, and he gives, goes into a nice explanation. And he says, "Well, in about twelve minutes, it's going to happen." And said, so, "Sure enough, as soon as the twelve as twelve minutes went by, all of a sudden, way off on his property, we see this like wave coming down and across in front of us." He said, "Well, it's caused by the tides and the Bay of Fundy." And uh, thank you very much for coming to my house. And we'll come back in about twelve hours. <laughs> <laughs> Good lord. Um, two things I want to update tonight. One is the fact that. Um, Apparently, apparently, I don't know if this is true, but I got a message today from uh, James Harris, who occasionally watches our show. And uh, if I'm reading this correctly, Joe, uh, apparently uh, Noah Weather Radio may be back online. Back online? Because I know they've been back I, on the air for a few for a few weeks now. Oh, okay. Then that must be it, because they fixed. They fixed whatever they had to fix on the top of the Empire State Building. Right. And the transmitter, because they were getting interference or causing interference on a Coast Guard channel, but they 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 rectified that. Now, that would be nice, though. That would be nice if you could pick up KW035. You can tune in on it on your computer. Um, but then again, if they did that, then that means people who have computers say, well, I don't have to buy a weather radio now. So maybe that's why they don't do that. Because they, yeah. they want you to buy a weather radio. And uh, the chairman, Scott Briller, is actually feeling better today. He says he's at about 50%. The, uh, the fever broke. The nausea and uh, uh, the cough uh, have uh, subsided. So he says 50%. So he's waiting for his results, which he should hopefully have in about two days. And hopefully by then he'll be even better than what he is today. So uh, we wish him well. He's got a slight tooth issue, apparently, but I won't get into that. But <laughs> the bottom line is um, uh, we are glad to hear, and your friends on the chat board are also very glad to hear that uh, you, are feeling, uh, you are feeling better and coming along. So uh, how about we wrap this up tonight? Um, and, uh, oh, Benji... Is it Benji Frenzy? My glasses. I, I should. I need to clean them. Benji Frenzy says, if you have a VPN, you can watch CBC TV for free. Only Canadians can. So if you're not Canadian, you need a VPN. All right. Um, well, I'm going to dig around tonight when I get a chance to see what what what's being said uh, up in that area. Because as I said earlier, uh, you folks that are watching, we love having you here. Uh, but uh, you know your area best. So pay attention to your local forecasters and your local officials regarding. Uh, what's going on with um, Hurricane Teddy? And I just uh, quickly looked on Google, and the only magnetic hill I was able to find indeed was in New Brunswick, Moncton, New Brunswick, 
but I swear, I, I don't think we've ever been to Moncton before. Uh, we took, we took the, uh, we were in Bar Haba and we took the Blue Nose, which is a ferry that takes you to Nova Scotia. It does not take you to uh, New Brunswick. How long's we, the ride? Excuse me? How long is the ride? Oh, it's overnight. So oh, I mean, okay. you, you get on the, you get on the Blue Nose at like eight or nine o'clock in the evening, you can have a, a little something to eat. And then you go to your, your bunk or whatever, because you park your car in the, in, in this huge area on the, on the ferry. And then you actually literally go to, I guess the equivalent of a railroad car berth or something. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the next morning, boom, you're in Nova Scotia. Was it rough? The time we went, no. Okay. I'm sure it'll be rough tonight. <laughs> well, yeah. Or any time I would go. Or any time you do. And I, whenever, anytime. There'd be, there would, there'd be a Cat 5 out there. If The, the day I schedule it, write it down, because that'll be the day that there'll be a Cat 5 out there right. a, a, somewhere, and there'll be, um, you know, there'll be 20, 30-foot waves throwing me around. Even talking about it's kind of making me queasy. Let's change the subject. James um, H., thank you for uh, hitting Super Chats. And James H. also wants us to remind us that today is the anniversary of the great New England hurricane of 1938. Thank you, James. And you know what? Uh, how about uh, tomorrow? Uh, uh, we will. Uh, I'll pull up some maps and we can uh, we can go over it. Right. Since All everything right? else is so quiet, we might as well talk about a hurricane that hit here. Well, we'll take care of Teddy, and when we take care of Teddy, then we'll just go look at the 38 hurricane anniversary tomorrow. Righto. All right, Joe. So you have a good night. Thanks everybody for being here. As always, uh, Joe and I really appreciate it. We. Enjoy your company. Thank you for uh, James for hitting super chat tonight. And uh, I know Daniel Fitzsimmons, you're waiting for snow. Uh, give it at least another month and a half. Okay, just to be fair. Okay, it's a little early. Uh, and but then again, it's 2020, so don't be shocked uh, if something happens sooner. Okay, uh, have a great night, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs>